because I saw an article that said it's rough out there for French bulldogs out in L.A. <laughs> so things have gotten heated, which means it's time for Verbal's have to show the proofs fighting easier from outside the cage because there's a little bit more distant can be just as stressful. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Rapaspar's a raff. How you doing? I'm okay. Beat by uh, beat. You had to defend your dog's honor. Oh, God. Knives, guns, <laughs> Sly Stallone, escape from Burbank. <laughs> there was a lot of buzz. What happened? Did your jujitsu pay off? Did you heel hook someone? No, it would have been nice to. I wish that there was a really big jujitsu save the day uh, moral to the story. But no, it actually wasn't the Frenchie. It was, uh, and I have news for you. We referred to it as a chug, which is a chihuahua and pug combination. But I don't know if I mentioned this during Christmas, but my wife, for her gift, wanted me to get her DNA tests for the dogs. Mm-hmm. Did we discuss this? I I can't tell. There's some Venn okay. diagrams where did we just make fun of this privately? <laughs> did we do it publicly? <laughs> Was it on the podcast? Who gives a shit? Let's do it again. Yeah, sure. you heard okay. that, right? The yes. Christmas wish was, what are these mutt dogs? <laughs> Which, by the way, is more expensive than the human. And DNA I would test. love to talk shit. I would love to get really <laughs> deep into the things you could have done with that money, except I already got my dogs tested, too. So oh, no did you? Better. Oh, you've done the same thing? No better. Yeah, I have. I am the proud owner of results of three dogs' DNA. So wow. look out. So let me ask you. Because... I probably shamefully kept it a secret. While you just <laughs> announced let me ask it. you because you've been a dog owner for longer than I have. And when someone who you love, let's say your wife, asks you for this kind of a gift. Is the right phraseology, are you sure? Or is it why? Knowing you specifically, I'll just give you my feedback would have been, watch your eyes. Don't do that eye <laughs> thing where you look at her like, oh my God. <laughs> Don't, because, uh, the way you look at me. I don't know, 30% (laughs) of the time. (laughs) So that would have been my specific advice. It wouldn't have been what you'd said. It would have been the look. I, it's, it seems like you, who gives a shit? I mean, mission accomplished because I think you're about to reveal because you started this with actually not a bug, (laughs) like a Frenchie, which I kind of, I thought she was a little bit in there, but here's the good news. We, because we have two dogs, you did them for three. Did you find out any new information when you did it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Especially what was the new? Our 90 pound pit bull is also like 10, mm-hmm. 12% Bichon Frise. And okay. that was fun information. That's like great purities, which explains the size. And our <laughs> tiny little beagle mutt is uh, part pit bull, which is fun. Or start okay. Starters, okay. Okay. Again, this is good. How good but and helpful? First... I don't know. Now it just sounds like a dog owner recapping mildly <laughs> unimportant details, but sure. So on my wife's side, our first result was for Lucy, our French bulldog, who I don't know if you felt this way when they sent you the results, but she wanted me originally to wrap them up and give them to her. And oh, I said, yeah. sure. And then she had no patience for it because it was after Christmas because they were backlogged. 
And she just goes, nah, nah, just I'll look it up. And when she saw it, it was as if you looked at your astrology report after the day was done and you go, mm, yep, I knew that happened. Mm-hmm, yep, confirmed that. And I go, what did it say? And she goes, yeah, Lucy, French Bulldog, 91% Frenchie. 9% bulldog. And I go, why did we pay this money? <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> However, results spoiled on the second child with what we thought was the chug. We later found out she is a pug zoo, which is a pug slash shih tzu. So, yeah. So I don't know how you feel, but every day I pick up this dog and I say something akin to, who's a chug? Are you a chug? And I realized for about seven months now, she's been lying to me. Yeah. Because I would pick her up and I'd ask her, are you a pug? Are you a chug? Are you are you whatever? And she would be like, yeah, I'm a chug. Exactly and I was like, she what is. the fuck? This is a fucking liar amongst us. So I was so mad. Like Once I read that result, I looked at her and I go, I thought we had something. Anyway, this dog and I... The Chug, if you would, formerly, now Pug Zoo, we're walking out on the streets <laughs> and we have a pretty decent street around us here in the Burbank area. And there was a gentleman who was um, maybe about 10 yards away from me and uh, he had his mask down. So <laughs> one of those. And he stops for a minute and, uh, you know, the, the Pug Zoo is very energetic. It kind of bounces up and it barks. It yelps a little bit. But it wants to play. And this dude, who's probably drunk, looks at her and he's like, hey, get the fuck away from me. Now, I don't know if you ever feel the need to tell someone to shut the fuck up, but they're usually humans. I can't recall telling a dog, let alone someone else's dog, to shut the fuck up too many times. Have you? No, comma. No, not to its face. Because <laughs> now that right. I'm thinking about like the loudest neighbor dog I've ever had, I'm just like, I wish I would shut the fuck up, like quietly. <laughs> Absolutely. Like right. I don't want, I don't want, to, I don't want somebody to see it, but me you being don't like, say it, Kevin. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so he does that, and I think I'm okay because it's just words at this point. But then he says something to the effect of, you know, hey, shut the fuck up. You need to fucking shut the fuck up. He's not even talking to me. He's talking to the dog, and I think this is a very awkward conversation. And he gets his foot up like he's going to squash it. He's like, oh, step, I want to fucking crush that fucking little dog, that little piece of shit dog. And uh, the meme that we put up was the moment when one Daniel Day-Lewis goes into full killer mode in Gangs of New York, and that's about what it looked like for me. Now, most of you know me. You know that I'm fairly peaceful and nice and use my jujitsu mostly for good. And I looked at this dude and I was like, you need to get yourself under fucking control and shut the fuck up. And like, it was pretty dope because I don't know if you know this in that meme because people like really have laughed at it. They've enjoyed it. But there's a moment when other people pull off Daniel day Lewis's coat and his top hat and they come to do that. Mm hmm. I was really hoping the pug zoo was going to take off my jacket and take my top hat as well. Dance around behind you. <laughs> get the crowd all stirred up. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that was, I, I have to say that was probably the closest I've gotten to a fight, like an actual physical fight 
in all of the years I've been doing jiu-jitsu now. So fortunately, uh, the dude either was drunk and stumbled back or just kind of sat down. But it was uh, – I'll take it as a win either way. <laughs> no lie. And enough, it sounds like, to at least get the adrenaline pumping. I mean, here's the dumb part. Everybody does this when they think they're about to get into a fight, but they immediately go into, I think this guy's got a fucking bum leg. Okay, noted. The only thing you don't know, because it is dark, you're like, ugh, this dude better not try and stab me. I just don't really feel like getting stabbed on a Monday. Uh, and in general, a, yeah. a real fear of mine. It's like, no, oh, it's going to hurt. Don't do it. <laughs> so other than that, quite a nice night did anybody try and stab you over the weekend no i will say i've had a few dicey moments with dogs oh no including a guy that brought two dogs in and one just immediately attacked ours Uh. i yelled steadily at him (laughs) but my my opposite world version of this is we're at the dog park and the aforementioned pit bulls just getting Look, this is an adult show. He's just getting humped from every angle. Raph is Ugh. sad. He's got a great day and just going to town on his face, looking at us like, oh, he's got another different mud on his back. It's just that he's the park bicycle at that point. Mm. And we're trying to get it off. And then the great Dane starts to get like a little like too puppy playful with an old dog. Looking around, the person that they were there with just kind of turns their head and walks away. They are someone that brings, they're one of those dog walkers that brings like eight dogs to the dog park for four hours. Mm. One of those people and then fucks off. It's just like, well, good luck. I'm out of here. That type of human being. So I can mm. relate that one. I was just like, whose dog is this? And just like, it's not mine suckers. <laughs> So when we last left off, circling to actual MMA news, you know, we did the verbal tappies. We enjoyed that. There was one thing that we really didn't talk about that I knew would be near and dear to your heart. But Hmm. you do know that they're increasing the price again of the UFC. Oh, fuck. To what now? Seventy four ninety nine. What was it? Seventy two. I think it was seventy. 70 you you sons i saw the vitriol and the backlash it's one of those weird things in society where we all agree this sucks Mm -hmm. but we're not particularly doing anything about it this sucks being the the fighter ratio Mm -hmm. they talked about the first events being a here's what they cost it was basically 30 bucks or something crazy cheap and the fighters got a 50k fighting bonus now They've got ESPN. They're having one of the best years on record. And guess what the fighter bonus is? Still 50000 This There's just no yep. fighter well, attrition and pay. I think they said at one point the fighter bonuses. This is how long we've been doing this show. I forgot they were 70000 way back when. And I think they might try to argue, well, you know, we got more fighters now. Okay. But maybe don't... <laughs> Do the part when you brag about your record profits and you're blowing it out of the water and you can't be bothered to pay people more. Now, Sean O'Malley, of all people, was quoted as saying, Dana, what are we doing, man? Dude, come on. In reference to the raising prices. Um, 
I think the thing that used to bug me a while ago, and I know all things inflation, whatever, but I used to hate when boxing would charge you a hundred bucks and they still do, but like a hundred bucks for a pay-per-view. I just thought, I was like, that's absurd. I'll never pay a hundred dollars for that. And we're getting real close to that. And it's really starting to bug me because it's not just like a hundred bucks quarterly, like you would do for a mega boxing event. Now we're talking hundred bucks close because guess what? We couldn't keep this main event intact. So here's Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington. Does that do it for you? We'll make it five rounds. Is what that do you good? Think? You like that? Oh, looking at us sideways. Because, no? Kev, may I explain to you the very sadness that we experienced here on the show? Yes. Okay. So I got a note from friend of the show, a.k.a. friend of me, one Milton Aguayo, who wanted to host the fight companion for the announced on Wednesday of last week. So just short of a week ago. Gosh, Alexander Volkanovsky, awesome by the way, that you have someone in your life. It's like, let's host this. Let's do it at the gym. Come on, dude. People. I'm super stoked for that because for me, I mean, I know that he had a blast and the guys had a blast and we talked about doing it again. And I said, yeah, you know, but I always tell them, I'm like, you know, I want to get the right fight for the right gym. And he saw that it was back to back. It was going to be Alexander Volkanovsky versus Bax Holloway rematch and Algermain Sterling versus Peter Yan rematch. Both were scheduled to be on March 5th. And he said, I want it. And I said, OK, it's yours. And Kev, we couldn't even celebrate it for 24 to 48 hours, because in that time they released a statement that said, oops, eh, I spoke too soon. Max Holloway's hand hurt. He injured it. So uh, we're going to host a lottery to figure out who he's fighting. And we'll get back to you about Sterling and Yan a little bit later. Well, here's what's interesting. And, and I, I might need your, your thoughts and feelings on this one, Kevin. But it appears that when they didn't have that fight anymore there were some people who were volunteering. Do you know who one of the most prominent volunteered fighters was to replace uh, one Max Holloway? Volunteered as then as in they volunteered themselves or other people volunteered. Yes, them? They volunteered themselves. There were a few, but there was one prominent one that I said, yeah, that would be a good fight except for one thing. Is it Gacy? No, but I mean that I don't think he could make that weight. I think you know what though, Gagey probably he sends one a thing. blanket statement. <laughs> <laughs> there is one thing. It was actually Cejudo. Oh. Henry, King of Cringe, Cejudo. Didn't he and retire? One thing is he retired, which begs the question: Don't fuck around and retire. Mm -mm. Don't do See? it. See, that's what you get now when you're like, I'm going to save the date. No, you're not. You're retired. You can chill. Dana, you got my number. Dana did not use his number because he knew it meant he would have to pay more. He knew on a short notice he'd be fucked. And they were going to lose that for that event. And guess what, Kevin? These prices go into effect for this next pay-per-view in a week and a half. Oh, so, see, that would have been a nice thing to be like, oh, let's give him a good fight for this then. So who knows? <laughs> you're up. So who's? So 
So who's all in there? So Lather up them the- chocks. Let's get you in. <laughs> Assless chaps, wherever you want to wear. Wherever you want to wear. So that means that, yeah, this next event, the I mean, all let's knock on wood, all things considered, we're going to get the Cyril Gaon and uh, Francis Naganu with no problems happening out of Anaheim, and we'll have an over-under for that. But then come March, we were losing that as the main event. And then the co-main decided, you know what, let's go to April 2. And that's how you end up getting the grudge match between Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington, that while people want to see, uh, I mean, do we think that Jorge Masvidal is a big enough of a problem for Colby Covington right now? We've seen Colby's chin. We've seen Jorge Masvidal not look great as of uh, his recent record. The momentum would seem to favor Colby Covington. Do we think there's a real chance there's always some hunter's chance, Kevin. But what do you realistically think is going to happen in this? I do not think we will. Okay, it's UFC 272. So I'll just say this is an amazing shot for us to potentially get another round of the BMF title business. I don't know if it's involved <laughs> in this. I don't know if it just oh. comes with Masvidal, but I do believe this is going to end up being that type of fight. I would like to tell you, in the time that they put together that dance, there's been some talk about another person, uh, Cub Swanson. They've been asking, like, hey, Cub, you had a win back in December. Things look good. We thought maybe you could ride up into the sunset. You don't have to. We thought you could. And he's like, you know what? I know things are starting to close up. But there is one fight that kind of excites me. We were like, who are you talking about? And he goes, I'd love to fight Uriah Faber, but here's what I want. And people go, ooh, that's not, that's not bad. We might as well do that. I mean, it's not going to bother anybody. He goes, I want it to be for a WEC title fight. Like, I want you to bring a title that says WEC Back for from honor and prestige. Yeah. So he's saying, like, I want you to give me a belt. <laughs> so not only are they saying. Love it, by the way. More people I should get creative like that. You could sell the BMF belt if I did my weight category as BMF belt. But no, rather than that, I would like to honor the entity that the UFC gobbled up as a conglomerate and swallowed and spit us back out and give us a title just for funsies that looks like we got it at fucking Kmart. It would be the same thing, but we would do it for honor. And Uriah responded. He's like, you know what? I don't hate that. Huh? (laughs) I think I'm kind of into that. So Kevin, this whole thing that we are seeing in front of us now is starting to create new variants one might say this of belts is gonna sound a little i just read uh, a huge report on millennials and there's oh no. certain <laughs> things that i disagree with and certain things i love mm. this is what you and i have been talking about giving more specific titles out hey mm. nice beard and pimple face we're gonna give the title <laughs> out for next fight gets to the next main card area not the main card. Don't be crazy. But the one on TV before the fights. Mm. 
they could give out like nicest smile in MMA, crudest mouth. I'm in. This is mm. uh, this is gonna be good. Your question to the fight: Masvidal better knock him out in the first round, otherwise, I think he's gonna get really beaten the shit out of him by like second, mm. third round. That's my <laughs> professional prognosis. Yeah. Well, end it quick. I don't know what to think about this because Masvidal's talked a big game about running Covington out of his gym and how he feared him. There was also, I believe, Masvidal saying that Covington called the police on him. There's a lot of weirdness to this story that I just think, oh, these two idiots are going to try and milk the most out of their respective nonsense camps out of this it is already all over espn it is the first three things you can yeah nope three yeah then i get to new contender series but it's a picture of israel adesanya which doesn't make a ton of sense so it's gonna Uh, be uh, annoying it's not even the coolest fight i'm staring at in the fight announcements over here what is oh added to ufc 271 raf is someone people have been impressed with so much so they're taking off their shoes in anticipation. Uh, oh God. He fights no stranger to taking things off. Houston's native son, Derek Lewis. Actually, I forget mm. if it's Houston's native son or if he just trades out of Houston. I believe he is. But yeah. you're getting my um, Liam Shriver voice mm. that's getting ready. I was just watching one of the like uh, preview fight things. It's got to be Derek Lewis versus Ty Tuivasa, which is added to the pay-per-view 271. Which is great. And I think that I saw Ty Tuivasa went on the interwebs and said, or in an interview, who he'd like to have a shoey with. And he mentioned a big-time celebrity. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to guess. You got three guesses. When I say big time celebrity, who do you think he wants to do a shoey with? And rate what you think the probability of them actually doing said shoey with them is. Okay, big Hollywood star, um, Chris Hemsworth. Mm-mm. Well, he might have said that in the past, but that was not this press go round. Go on, Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And I'm trying to think of like a top three, and all this is no one to say Gerard Butler. But You're I do not really want to Gerard going to kick yourself when you don't think of maybe the last classic movie star we have, Sylvester Stallone. No, no, like, but modern, like, <laughs> like not not old, decrepit. Because Liam we Neeson, we don't know if that would kill. So when we're talking like old timey matinee. Good-looking dude, Oscar winner, also never famously has done a franchise, but has been in some of the biggest movies of all time. Leonardo DiCaprio? Leonardo DiCaprio, indeed. Oh, wow. He's really shooting for the stars. He really is, dude. Holy shit. Okay, I was way closer when I started this exercise. Honestly, when when you started with Hemsworth, I go, okay. Okay, that's not terrible. I'm in the ballpark. Ryan Gosling. Another Ryan. (laughs) Uh, Ryan Reynolds. So now that you've 
discovered who it is, what is the probability that Leonardo DiCaprio will do a shoey with him? Two percent. But what is the probability <laughs> that Taito Ivasa watches a metric fuck ton of Titanic in his well, spare time? That's fair. Do he and my wife have that in common? I think Does so. Whoever tied to your bosses currently have like trapped <laughs> in his basement, walk up to them, him being like, I love this scene. It's right as Rose is like learning to spit. You're like, oh my God. How often do you watch God. Titanic? I'm so sorry. When you bullet point the plot points of Titanic as, well, wait, there's the scene where she learns to spit. Did we really give that over $650 million in the U.S. domestic box office? Every time I see it. I'm in sixth grade again. It's a beautiful movie. It's just really surprising to hear Tori Vasa's like, I want to do a shoey with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Who doesn't, I mean, buddy? Sure. But, okay, let me, let me point this out to you. Things change. So maybe it's healthy for us to keep perspective because you could have asked me 20 years ago if I thought that Leonardo DiCaprio would star in an Adam McKay, then head writer of SNL movie, and I would have told you absolutely not. And yet here we are with him starring in Don't Look Up on Netflix. This not is bad. not that was an accidentally great plug for Netflix. Mm. And Leonardo DiCaprio's career. Did he expand on what his you know, I'll just let it hang in the ether <laughs> until we can chat with him, but now we know the number one topic we have for Ty. We do, and I think that with Ty, I don't know that I could ever get to the who do you want to do a shoey with conversation before I can get to a who hurt you. At what age did you, you watch the movie this? What's Eating Gilbert Grape and how did it affect <laughs> you as a human, as a man, as someone? But I, I still am not past this thing where we have normalized shoeys, where people now are asking so it gross, the spit part. like a normalized question. Because what's happening here is the more that we have people talk about it like a normal thing, that when the rest of us go, wait, are they just drinking out of their shoe? At speaking of which, at Milton's uh, UFC 269 fight companion. One of the guys, when Tai Tuvasa was fighting at that fight, was offering, he was taking a bet as to who was going to win a certain fight. And he goes, if this guy wins, I will do a shoey. And I said, no, you're not. And then I like got so mad. We weren't on air yet. And I said, do not do a shoey. It's just gross. And then I yelled at them. And I said, and if you ignore everything I said, you better do it on camera. Because if you're going to fucking just ignore me, you might as well give us a clip. Couldn't agree more. So and at one point, it really feels like we could have spoken to Tai Tuivasa. I thought we almost did. It's hard. Who can remember? Uh, Years yeah. turn into decades around here, which is a plug for shows coming up and us as we hit uh, year eleven. Year well, ten. We're 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 year in 10. we're in season ten. When we finish this year, we will have done 10 years. So, yeah, it's a weird thing. I never know exactly how to bill it. But I just go, like, who did I tell one year? I go, oh, yeah, we're on season 10. And somebody goes, the fuck you guys? You guys do seasons? Like, who the, the fuck do you the think show you friends. are? Yeah. <laughs> there was a few years I got weird. I got all Phoebe'd. <laughs> Raph you could tell when I went pants. to rehab and I was a little puffier. <laughs> it was great. That's uh, you can tell the one where there was a pandemic. 
That was a fun one. It's been going on for so two fucking years. I mean, God. And in this episode, Central Perk goes under business because can't afford <laughs> a staff because, you know, we didn't vote for Donald Trump. So now no business can survive. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh, it seems that everybody's still trying to shoot their Conor McGregor shot. But there's one that kind of intrigued people recently. Was it the Florida Police Department? Who was it that most? Go ahead. It seems like Michael Chandler has made his plead. Did friends re- get that loose? Is friends responsible <laughs> for that memorable? Go on. Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler is shooting a shot for Conor McGregor. And I think people kind of said, yeah, okay. Because he's not really in the title contention. And Charles Oliveira said some dangerous things. When I say dangerous things, I mean he really seemed to entertain the thought of waiting it out to fight Conor McGregor to defend his title in May. He's like, yeah, I'd wait for him in May. And all I could think about is, no, oh, but you know what? Make your money, dude. Because honestly, Dustin was probably going to do the same. If you really exponentially think that one out, even though Dana's like, I don't think Connor should be fighting for a fucking title. If he's going to be charging you $74 and he sees that some of you go more to the stream side. And by stream, I mean, <laughs> hey, do you have a link? Uh, that side. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm in. Intru- I don't know that the UFC is going to take too much of a hit. I think we're all too pot invested. And now as I, I'm going to have to go home and see my dad at some point. After his Christmas tirade of the UFC nickel and diming us to tell him, oh, they raised another five dollars, dad. I'm sorry to hear him yell about a sport he does not care about even more. No bueno. I feel so terrible. I got completely lost thinking about how cool the presser would be right before the fight. If Jeff Ross sits down and then Joey Diaz sits down. And they're like, oh, shit, I guess we get the wrong Joey Chandler and Ross. Boy, are our faces red. (laughs) And then they're just like, take your questions. And the comedians roast. And that's how he hypes up for Connor. Thoughts? Uh, Yeah, I so I think that we've all been trying to figure out how this is going to work. Now that uh, our good friend, Senor Adam Hunter just released a stand-up special, the first stand-up special on UFC Fight Pass with Chael Sonnen, Din Thomas, and I think Henry Cejudo all doing stand-up comedy. So I think he's creating his own deaf comedy jam version of fighters doing comedy, which I think... Roastmasters. So I have to kind of put comedy in quotation marks. Because I think they're doing that thing, and I think you've you've seen this, where there are people like Jerry Seinfeld who would tell you, like, no, when I go to perform, I've got to be funny, or they won't laugh. You go, no, you don't. No, they will laugh at you being Jerry Seinfeld. You have a built-in 15 minutes before you've got to earn a laugh if you're Jerry Seinfeld. Right. But he's like... 
no, no, it's hard. You got to get in there and you, oh, God. And I just remembered thinking, like, get the fuck out of here, Jerry. This is how you can tell they're so disconnected, is that when they reach a certain status, and then you hear somebody like Steve Harvey this week telling you, I don't do stand-up comedy anymore because of cancel culture. And I was like, false. You don't do stand-up comedy anymore because you make a fuck ton of money on Family Feud. Doing objectively stand-up co- What you did when you hosted Kings of Comedy, basically. Right. What are you talking about? You don't do stand-up comedy. And for them they to be like... They let you be a judge, dipshit. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring You're up. You're doing stand-up comedy. I love him so much, but I agree with you. I have that thing where you all of a sudden you listen to the comedians over years and you're like, oh, people just laugh. They So, comedian, and it is true. You do have to still workshop the stuff, but like comedians talk about especially as they get old and established and they're millionaires that in order to stay sharp, you have to continue performing. True. By but the way, I think you should be a judge. Go on. <laughs> you think that Steve Harvey oh, should be a judge? Sure. Yeah. Have him run a sandwich shop next. Who gives a shit? Open heart surgery with Steve Harvey next coming this fall. Oh, I'm watching. God. I love it. <laughs> that would be great if he told everybody he's like, now what should I do? When I stick the scalpel down this spine, survey says, uh-oh, that's how we're doing healthcare now. It's just an appendectomy. Tight. It's free, but so are the consequences. <laughs> yeah. No, when they, when they talk about it, but, uh, I definitely heard, um, you know, I've heard every big comedian that is established that it's a multimillionaire talk about how like, nah, people don't respect them. They don't, they don't get those laughs for free. And I go. Mm. You and me should say the same thing and let's see how people laugh. Mm. Yeah. And not saying that you're a legend, not saying that you're not funny. You definitely are. You're still touring. You, but, got, you, you know. got here. In fact, this is the greatest. I'm jealous. But, you know, I mean, hey, listen. Uh, somebody did like a recent uh, thing where they were looking at certain TV shows and they go, yeah, I realized there wasn't a joke in some of these things. They were talking about, I think it was Mitch Hurwitz, uh, who's the creator of Arrested Development. He was joking around on a podcast called Smartless with Will Arnett and Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes. But Bateman and Arnett, two people who starred in that show with him, they took a moment when they were just talking about a whole bunch of different topics to just stop and go, hey, have you guys seen what's passed for jokes on other sitcoms? Ha! And I go, man, they're the people who can say that. Like, Mitch Hurwitz had a high batting average on jokes per minute on fucking Arrested Development. Yeah, if that guy's saying it, it might be true. I love that show. I was just rewatching some of it. Uh, wow, we've exhausted our MMA topics. Do we need to? ADCC's coming? Still happening. Uh, the trials are going to be on the second and third. Uh, apparently, you can sign up now, kids. So go do that or don't. I really don't care. Um, it would be nice to see some good competition, though. We are very much looking forward to that. So as per Mo, you can also get, I think there's bookings for different hotels that they're putting out there. Um, they're releasing more and more people who they're going to induct into the Hall of Fame, which now makes me think, are these people going to give speeches? Because jujitsu people are not the best with speeches. 
if you've been to any promotion night, you, you know that this thing could land four hours if they were allowed to speak freely with no time limits. So well, just, just a little hint to whoever's producing that real quick. Yeah, yeah please, Kev, <laughs> go right ahead. You, if you start with the heel and then work up to the toe and that, I think that, oh, I think there's a Jocko Willett quote. It's Jocko or it's Henzo's book. And then they'll look over at no one because no one's helping. Yeah. This has been your jujitsu awards. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's, so <laughs> it's going to be so great when we just sit there and we do the fight companion for that one to go. All right, everybody, you can take this one off. Everybody, bathroom break. We'll be back in 20 minutes. Or we so just create a drinking yous. game for that. Yeah. Every time they mention Kyotero. Well, so good. But yeah, Kev, honestly, it's kind of a nice buffer week. Next week, we get back to things as per normal because this upcoming weekend will be the first UFC event back. And then the following week, there is a pay-per-view. Ooh. Okay. There is a pay-per-view. Yep. <clears throat> Damn it. Yep. Break out the pennies, start saving, put yep. the hustle in your bustle, and I might be in Vegas for one of those. So, Ooh, very nice. Put your seatbelts on. That'll do it for us tonight here at a shockingly fun and dog-specific fight yes. scenario. Yes, if you made it attack. through the dogs... Uh, you might have gotten to some analysis. There people are going to say it was our best radio uh, of 2022. Probably. And that'll do it for us tonight. <laughs> I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...